Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, September 28th. I'm Juliet Bennett-Ryla here with Ben Berkeley, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we'll be talking about the writer's strike and more specifically, how AI played a role in negotiations between the Writers Guild and Hollywood Studios. But before all that, let's cover a few things making headlines in the world of business and tech. We're actually going to talk about more strikes. Two Las Vegas culinary and bartending unions representing about 60,000 workers voted to authorize a strike on Tuesday. If a walkout takes place, that strike could impact more than 36 casinos and hotels. Meta is paying $181 million to end its lease on a central London office location. The company had 18 years left on the lease and has yet to use the property. That $181 million is the cost of seven years of rent there. It just seems like this maybe is the absolute worst case of like losing your security deposit that has ever existed in real estate history. Yeah, that's a lot of money for nothing. I wonder if the company, so can the company rent it out to somebody else for those seven years and make double money? I think they, it looked like they did explore subletting, but. They should have turned it into a giant VR lasercade MetaQuest 3 demo space arena mojo dojo casa house. I mean, hell yeah. Speaking of tech companies that are just like, no, wait, never mind. We spent a bunch of money on this, but forget it. Zap is closing its AR for businesses unit, and that was designed to let retailers use its AR tech on their websites. That unit had only been around for about six months, but apparently it was too expensive, too complex, so never mind. Astronaut Frank Rubio is back on Earth after 371 days, not on Earth. He was apparently on an International Space Station mission, and that is the longest any NASA astronaut has spent in space. I mean, I spend like five days away from my house on vacation and I'm ready to go home. So like extra kudos to Frank for being able to just be away from his bed for that long. That's, I just cannot even begin to imagine it. Yeah, same. Sometimes I don't even like leaving the house for like two hours. So good job, Frank. Thank you. And finally, the Art Institute, a network of for-profit U.S. art colleges, will close its remaining eight schools this week. There's currently no plan in place to help its 1,700 enrolled students continue their education. So see what happens there. All right, now we're going to talk about the writer's strike. And you may be saying to yourself, didn't the writer's strike? Isn't that over? Yes, it is. Fortunately, after 148 days, the Writers Guild of America has reached negotiations with Hollywood Studios. But we are going to talk about something that was a particular pain point in the negotiations, and that is the rule of AI. Ben, you wrote about this today. Tell us more about it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we need to, of course, start with just like what is in the agreement related to AI. 
And what we're seeing here first is the deal clarifies that AI cannot be used to write or rewrite literary material. It cannot be used for source material and it cannot supplant a writer's credit, which is all kind of summed up under this, this line in the WGA's communication of this deal, which says, quote, AI is not a writer, which is a pretty significant piece of, of contract there that we can talk about more in a minute. Other things that they specified in this is that writers can use chatbots as they please, but no studio can require them to use AI software in the writing process. Uh, studios also must disclose writers when the materials that have been provided to them have been generated by AI. So if a studio comes and says, hey, work on this, but it's some like AI generated treatment, well, <laughs> they gotta let them know. The one thing where WGA did have a big concession was they, they wanted to exclude all existing scripts from being used to train AI software. You know, AI tech platforms are using materials of all different types to train their models. This is something that the studio said, we can't relinquish that right to try to build, you know, build all these things that can do all these things. It puts us too far behind. And so studio really just held held tight on that. And now scripts, old scripts will be able to be used for AI training. But I think what I want to speak to most here is just, this is a really, none of these things feel on the surface when you read them or hear about them all that groundbreaking. However, this is one of the first contracts that does place formal worker protections around AI. And it's certainly the most high profile one to exist to date. So it does really set the stage for a lot of future negotiations as it relates to how AI works in the workplace. And, you know, and there are obviously many other strikes out there right now, specifically in the entertainment industry with actors and animators and video game performers. But as this goes across other industries, it, it matters what's in this contract. Yeah, I was going to say it feels like, I mean, it's not just creative industries that are feeling this. I have read stories about bartenders who are afraid that they're going to re be replaced by robots that can pour drinks and probably not offer as, as much good conversation, to be honest, but they can they can pour the drinks. But certainly in creative fields, this is, this is going to become a big deal. I have heard from animators, actors, voice actors, composers, video game performers, and all sorts of people who work in the creative industry uh, on top of writers who are worried that they are going to replace, be replaced by a soulless AI chatbot or some sort of machine that basically whips up your avatar and, and puts it in a movie or uses your likeness or, or whatever. And that Basically, everything they've done up to this point is just training this machine takeover. These machines are going to take all the music that some composer wrote for a movie and churn out something kind of like that. I've heard a lot of this type of conversation, like when is it going to get to the point where it's cheaper and it's faster? And so that's what we're going to do at the cost of what I assume is a lot of quality. Yeah, I, I think this is a step in a really long process. And one thing that really caught me was a quote in a Bloomberg article from an attorney who was involved in a lot of negotiations in this on this front, saying that like consent, compensation, and clarity have really been missing from the equation up until now. Right. And I think that that's something that we all have to reckon with how, how this impacts the way that people are compensated, how it impacts the way, you know, what we disclose and when we disclose it 
related to AI. This one deal isn't about to set those rules in stone, but it is a really important step. And, you know, to me, as someone who makes a living as a writer, it feels about as positive a first step as I could have hoped for, even if at the end of the day, there's kind of this feeling like it's just delaying the inevitable. Right, right. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this just today because I've been working on something surrounding video games and their use of AI, which I'm sure you'll read in the hustle soon. And then also SAG authorized the strike for video game performers, which which may happen. And they're concerned about AI and just kind of experimenting with two different styles of games. I can tell you that the very machine driven ones, I'm like, okay, whatever, this is boring. What do I do now? And then the ones, and maybe I just happen to be playing like the best perfect AAA game there is or something, but like the characters that are completely motion captured and have actual voice actors like are so much more engaging. Like I just, AI to me would have to be so much better to replace anything. And it's just, we've already seen what happens when you try to usher this in. We've seen publications that tried to replace journalists with AI and then they just got a bunch of crap that was wrong. So yeah, I'm glad we're having these conversations now. Yeah, and I think I think something that really sticks out to me in all of this is it's here. Like, I think so much of what we talk about around AI is where it's going, how it will be applied, why we should fear it, why we should embrace it, well, you know, which company is developing which product, all these like very abstract ideas on this AI-driven future. But this is, this is a turning point and AI is being built into collective bargaining agreements. It's advanced enough that we have to specify when things are and aren't generated by AI. You know, it's changing these compensation structures, all these things. It's starting to matter in ways it hasn't mattered yet. And I don't I don't know how it feels, but I am glad, even if this isn't my industry and not my job, I'm glad there are things that are now kind of codified that as the standard that says an employer can't force someone to use it for their creative work. Right, right. I'm glad there's something that says humans need to sign off on AI-generated work. I think everyone's out there looking to everyone else on how to handle this new age. Here's a very prominent field handling it out loud. And so it is very interesting. It is very influential. Then I'm sure we'll see this echoing throughout a lot of other industries for the next many years to come. And this is a, this is a three-year deal. Oh, yeah. It feels like there must be a sweet spot that is using AI as a very handy, useful tool. Like, I don't think anyone's arguing that AI is not a spectacular achievement and that there are things that it's really helpful and useful for, but also making sure we don't get the, you know, go too wild with the AI. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, so if you're not subscribed, you can get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, 
Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.